everybody, and welcome to a grungy Wild Ride with Steve-O. We've got Gavin Rossdale, lead singer of Bush. And man, is this guy a rock star. Not the kind of rock star you would imagine. Very unusual a rock star. And a candid one, too. This guy just opens up about everything, even drug addiction. I'm telling you, it gets very juicy. So let's get into it. So you ready to go? Hell yeah. All right. I'm very ready. Here we go. I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Gavin Rossdale. Hey, how are you? How's it going, man? Doing great. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy to join you and Wendy anytime. In our rapey van. (laughs) I like the shoes with the and crossbow. It's a little rapey from the outside, but full full high tech on the inside. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Generally, the consensus is that it looks a lot bigger on camera. Get in here, and it's a, it's pretty tight. Right, quarters. right, right. But the convenience of bringing it to the guest—it's so amazing. Thank you so much. Ah, well, thank we you. We can go get ripped off at Air One afterwards if you like. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Anyone who want a twenty-five buck coffee <laughs> with a shot of gold? They, they, they have the smoothie in there for twenty-five bucks. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With a shot of ozone for like a hundred dollars. That's hilarious. I did take a girl on a date there once, and she managed to get the, a smoothie that really was like. They were like, you know, just be getting, oh, I don't care, whatever, but get it, you know, you want to, uh, there'd be 75 bucks. I was like, we got a smoothie, right? There's nothing else coming. No, no, that's it. It's the green goddess of life smoothie. Yeah. So. Hilarious. Um, I actually can't go get ripped off at Erewhon because I got to get down to San Diego where I'm commentating the Cage Warriors MMA fights. Wow. Oh, that's today. Oh, I, I forgot that. about that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's sick. Are you a fan of the fighting? Mm, UFC. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I do. I like Well, it, it, Yeah, I love it. And I'm like, I wince when it starts getting really bloody. Right. Lower down the card when people are sort of less good and just getting the shit kicked out of them. And, you know, the faces all over the place. I find that like sometimes quite hard. I don't like when the girls... And maybe you can't say that in 2023. I'm not a big fan of the girls taking each other's faces off. It just feels... That, well, especially that, like in bare knuckle, when the girls do bare knuckle oh, boxing, you're just like, holy... It just feels fuck. weird, but I'm traditional like that. I'm, I'm probably going right. to get hate mail for that. But. I don't think you will. <clears throat> I don't think you will. And um, with, with what we do, uh, all the jackass stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's always been, you know, oh, you should have an all-girls jackass. And, and I've always believed... Jane ass. <laughs> Jill ass. <laughs> what, uh, I, I, I believe that there's something about testosterone. About, right. about Stupidity and testosterone. Male, yeah. Like yeah. The, 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 the role that the, 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 the human men is to be a provider, a protector, be macho and, and an idiot and, 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 and an idiot yeah exactly and, and all of that dynamic makes it funny to see a man fail and get hurt right, right. but a woman her role is to be a, a nurturer uh you know you, right. you've had women on jackass and she got so hurt that you didn't air it right yeah is they, that they, 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 way back when Hmm. We, we had a, a stephanie hodge and she broke her back oh you, you just yeah. you, you didn't air it because it wasn't funny wasn't cool yeah it was there's nothing funny or cool about breaking a woman's back yeah. it's funny when you when danger aaron breaks his neck yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> but uh, but in any case we we um so, so so we're here to talk about the new bush album oh great thank you yeah I love that. The art it's of survival. uh the art of survival 
which is very UFC in of itself. I use it as an analogy a lot of the time because I kind of feel that, you know, we've had so much success as a band and we kind of like every band, if you've been around forever, you kind of go in and out of, of hotter times, you know, leaner times, great times. But what I just feel as a band, we're so on fire. It's really exciting. We've been on these tours and just, just great. You know what I mean? I just appreciate all these people coming out to see us and getting excited about it. And like, blows me away, you know? You can't take yourself that seriously, but when other people take you seriously, it's kind of cool. Sure. You know? Yeah, we're we're definitely seeing a a revival. It's weird to think that the 90s uh, is... um, Subject for for nostalgia, but here we are getting old, huh? Yeah, yeah, can't help it. It's how it goes. It's crazy. Yeah, the funny thing is, is like, um, for us, you know, we never stop trying. We never stop being around. And like certain moments where you get the the right tour, the tour goes great, or we make the right record, and uh, you have nice lot of hits off of it, or you make a record that's like less hits on it, you know. So it's just, it's just, I think it's just wild to still be doing it. You know, love coming in to do this. It's just, it's a. It's a, a fruitful time. I like it. You know, a lot of stuff going on. How, how much is how much different is touring in the nineties, two thousands, and twenty twenties? Is it changed uh, much, or is it same different attitude? Well, um, I think that you know the beginning when we began, it, the audiences were like nuts and more insane. And maybe there's a sense that a lot of those uh, when we play big festivals, it feels the same. I mean, it's cool. It's just people going crazy. I think it's the person's job whether you're doing stand-up whether you're doing music you have to be entertaining and the better you are and the more out there you are the more they can relax and just lose themselves and so i haven't you know could i think that maybe in the 90s it was a little bit more chaotic more kind of stage diving and stage invasion stuff like that now everyone's like getting you know sort of worried about covid and sprayed with antiseptic here put these pure wipes before you go on stage and that kind of shit and what i used to do i used to have a lot of people come on stage as, as the end on the last song which is really fun and when i did it recently because we had a stage that was weirdly there's no barricade which is, we've never had no barricade i was like oh well fuck it might as well have them on stage and they came on stage and i was waiting for this like triumphant moment and i was like yeah we're all in it together and look around and everyone's fucking filming from yeah. on stage i'm like no 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 you meant you're now part of the performance it's not about you capturing the moment like you're not there you're in it you are the performance so mm-hmm. so that was a bit so i was like all right i'm not gonna do that shtick anymore that doesn't work you know people <laughs> yeah. filming too much you know? yeah it's crazy man <clears throat> it, did, does bush have a a position about that do you try to prevent people from filming the shows oh no 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 that no. we just good luck can you imagine trying? Right. whoa stop 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 <laughs> everybody's doing it but you do get the sense that people take themselves out of the moment you know, For if sure. you're filming, you're not really present. You're kind of making sure your angle's right and all that stuff. Right. So that I'm not a fan of, but, oh, it'd be terrible to be sort of trying to shut down progress and the future. Could right. everyone stop the future? You know, right. so I say just get make it a good angle. You know, make sure it's good. Don't use it if it sucks. If it sucks, you know, often the mistakes and when things go wrong is that makes the best footage anyway. You know, people like that stuff, you know. Right. I was on tour um, last year four months on tour and one time i had a, I had my roadie guitar tech roadie guitar tech excuse me that's very 90s my guitar tech uh was ex-marine right uh, and um ace and one guy came up when in fact that night when i invited him on stage one guy came to 
sing, grab the microphone. And before he could get to the mic, the guy drop kicked him from the side. Like, I don't know why he was so upset, like he might sing. I was like, it's okay, it's just a fucking microphone. But he <laughs> drop kicked him, made the press, and my mum called me, I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, no one cares about this show or anything like that, but the guy getting drop kicked, that was rad. That was, my <laughs> mum was like, that's world news. Was uh, the... Was it negative press? Like, uh, you know, a fan was badly assaulted, kind of the terrible thing happened. Just like that we have kung fu techs, which is kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, So I I saw something. um, You you were talking about Joe Rogan and Spotify, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, it sounded like you were heaping praise on Joe Rogan Mm because he's fantastic. Yep. but you felt a little bit uh, conflicted about... Well, there's a sense of irony. You know, like Spotify is the new MTV in that we all make records and then you try and put them on there and you hope like that and uh, the hope that you get streams and all that stuff. And in the same way that, you know, back in the day, in the 90s, you'd spend like 500,000 it sounds so dumb, but you would on videos to try and get on, on TRL and try and make it and be like, you know, please put us on. And so there's, there's sort of a loose irony that, that um, Spotify is paying people a lot of money um, to join them and to, to, to bring them over to, to have the podcasts. And and yet the the musicians just have to keep giving the just giving the product. It's not like you know right. no one, you know what I mean. So uh, and obviously there's a little discrepancy. People you know you have to make a lot of streams to get paid. So for young people in music, it's quite must be quite hard to make a good living um, from streaming. It's really really not easy. Right. So it's just that. I mean. Yeah, it's just that. It's like, I don't really care about it. You know, again, it's like that progress thing. You just sort of, for me, my job is to make songs that are good, perform them really well, and try and make people like us. That's right. it. I don't do I concern myself with like Spotify sort of approach to getting podcasts versus how they get better. I don't, I don't care. Really. Mm-hmm. I don't care, really. Well, do you know what I mean? You... But it's ironic. Do you right. know what I mean? There's a sense of irony in there. It's built off of the musicians building that platform that's how they get the money in there and then they take the money they give a bit back to the mostly to the labels a little bit gets to the artists and then tons of money goes to uh signing people you know right who are not musicians right that's interesting because what, what i would have thought you you'd be saying about spotify that artists were upset that um they weren't weren't receiving money for all the streams. It, 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 but you're actually saying you just want to be played on there. Yeah, well, of course we do. I mean, you want to be you want to be out there. It's just all about. At the end of the day, artists ever since the recording industry began have been screwed <laughs> over and over since the beginning of time. You know what I mean? And certain people get superstar deals. You talk about but when you talk about average. Uh, people making music and getting signed to labels, specifically major labels. You know, it's usually very much in the favor of the labels, of right. course. And so there's always that sense of us against them if you're a lifelong artist like me, you know, versus right. labels. And I know how they, all the stuff they do to artists and free goods and just the bullshit that they do uh, to, to squeeze money out of them. Has Bush uh, switched labels? Yeah, we, we yeah over the years we were with Interscope for a long time, uh, with all the team over there, and then I did a little time. No, I mean with BMG a while. So no, we have the same label for a while. If you're just consistent enough, and they're 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 
pretty good label. They're a very good label. We've had some nice, we're on a hit record. I have a hit record right now. I thought that's why you called me. Yeah. <laughs> right. For, for sure. Um, the, uh, I, I wonder too if, um, are there uh, any moves ever to make your own label? Is that something you're interested in? I did do that um, back in the day. Um, I signed a band called Souls. I was so I did try that and I we had to buy them off of Warner Brothers and get them on through Interscope and I was trying to I was trying to say what's the best deal we can give them what's the fairest deal what's the coolest thing we can do for them and all the execs are like what the fuck is wrong with this guy yeah (laughs) he's not playing the game but unfortunately there's a great band they sound like Jesus Lizard fronted by Bjork and they were incredible they were incredible and then they we took them on tour with the Jesus Lizard for like four months and then they decided to break up they were going to break up and i found them i was like don't break up let me take you on tour you guys are incredible but it didn't it just didn't work out for them timing and ah timing is everything and i know that probably better than anybody because just about a half an hour before my lady and i get into bed that's the time i like to chew up a blue chew tablet maybe even two and i'll tell you That makes getting into bed with my lady a whole lot of fun. Why? (laughs) Because Blue Chew tablets have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis. But they only cost a fraction of the price. And man, if you've ever wondered if this is a lot of fun, what I'm talking about, I can assure you it is. And I can also assure you that as a listener of the Wild Ride podcast, you can get an entire month's supply of Bluetooth tablets absolutely for free. All you pay is five bucks for shipping. Yeah, dude. You just go to bluechew.com, you use the promo code Stevo, you consult with the medical provider online to take care of the prescription, and boom, an entire month's supply is on its way to you, and all you pay is five bucks for shipping. And when it gets to you, I can assure you, you're going to have a really good time. So one more time, go to bluechew.com. Use the promo code Stevo for an entire month's supply absolutely for free. Just pay five bucks for shipping. Now let's get back to it. But no, uh, I'm doing other things. I have a clothing label. I'm doing that, Sea of Sound. And nice. I've, I've, finally, I've got my Shopify account and I released a new T-shirt yesterday. So it's beginning. I was at my kid's assembly for his graduation. It's going ka-ching, ka-ching, and seeing all the money. It's not a lot. It's like $780 I made this morning. But it was so cool. I was like, see on my Shopify. Where can they go? Can, what's the website? Seaofsound.design. Seaofsound.design. Sea of Sound is the label. Now, you say that you, you do it through Shopify. Does that mean that you're doing your own fulfillment? Mm-hmm. So you have a fulfillment center? I have a, a manufacturer, yeah, that I'm in, sort of a partner that I'm with, yeah. Is that what you mean? Fulfillment? Fulfillment meaning uh, Sounds really... packing, when somebody orders the shirt. Ah, yes. Packed into the, yes. the, the mm-hmm. box yeah. and, and shipped pack. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, as to the warehouse, they have that, the, yeah. the, the, where I get it done, yeah. And they have a whole little, yeah. So an order comes in, they get the t-shirt or they get the whatever, the sweatshirt, and uh, they do it. It's just We just launched it a little while ago. This is like the second drop. It's too expensive to do the whole thing traditionally. So I've been doing it like these small drops uh, so that it can just, it's not like throwing money away. And and what is uh, your mechanism for, for promoting that? Well, so far lacking. 
<laughs> lacking. Lacking. Could do better. Uh, so I do it on my Instagram, and I have Sea of Sound. Um, but I just, So I go on my Sea of Sound site and on my Gavin Rossdale site, and that's about it. And so I just got a company in who marketing apparently told me that we got everything wrong with... Uh, uh, meta data and how to speak and how to get to google to google analytics that stuff right. so I'm, mm-hmm. getting, I'm getting schooled in that stuff and having to redo everything including names tagging all that sort of stuff that was like we're artists we want to write what we want you know right it's a bearskin t-shirt isn't that enough they go no not enough you need a more bearskin well, t-shirt no i don't know i'm just giving <laughs> i'm just saying that when i want to say something as i would say it they keep saying don't forget to put in the Keywords, you know. So does Bush own the rights to like Bush merch? Yeah. So you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do some record labels own the name sometimes, and that's how they get money, or is it all part of the negotiation? I think that's when 360 deals have that, but we 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 don't do 360 deals. So we we, yeah we do it ourselves, and we just we had a great run this last tour. I really like it. You know, I like I like cool stuff, and I think that clothes a real good way of um making yourself feel you know powerful and take on the day and i think it's a really important mm-hmm. quality you know it's not vanity it's just sort of armor and so i love getting into i've always done our merch and, and you do of, the merch mm-hmm, design it that's cool you design I mean, it's really it. basic as in how many ways can you write bush you know what i mean this way <laughs> that way but i just do yeah it's cool i have fun doing it and uh, I love it and what I also really like which I nick from Sepultura is um, all our crew have they get whatever merch they want so any festival yeah. like that, there's always like 15-20 people cool looking like tattered up dudes all in the bush thing and it just feels like a like a tribe like an army that's cool and I uh, yeah I like that so it also helps you when you have so many people on stage and you know, they're like this guitar's too loud where'd I look you know so look for someone in a bush shirt I like that <laughs> so it's helpful do you, do you guys travel on tour bus do you guys take mm-hmm. planes or do you guys tour bus always tour, tour bus. bus yeah planes suck I mean look I'm not against I, you know maybe after this podcast I'm going to get to the private jets that I want you know so I'm <laughs> expecting that's why I agreed yeah. I looked at the numbers here 1.6 million I figured you know what could be closer to a private jet and uh, but otherwise, up until then, that's all Southwest. Can you know, so it's, I don't really like flying. Um, buses are the best. You can have bus. Thank the oh. Lord for tour buses. Oh, yeah. how, how many so buses great. do you guys uh, caravan with? One, um, two, one, three, three tour buses, and two a truck probably for the merch. Yeah, and for the gear, uh, the gear, of course, yeah. guitars, boring stuff like that. Yeah, the old guitars. Yeah, the, the, uh, so yeah, we're we're kind of a lean, mean machine. So, cool. you uh, are are in, in just in incredibly youthful shape, right? I hmm. mean, like, how do you stay so damn healthy? Um, I love. I like to sweat, and I like that feeling that you get. I just had to work out this morning. I, I work out a lot in a sweatsuit. You know, I do everything in a sweatsuit, like the the, like the cut weight stuff. Um, and I'm really active on stage. And I just think that that um, I've always been, I'm like an art jock. You know what I mean? So my whole life I grew up playing soccer, really was pretty good at soccer. 
and uh, and I love tennis and healthy things like that. And then I love kind of staying up and having fun like with with art projects. Right. So I kind of do it both. I'm not like um, yeah. So I've always I think it just makes you feel better, right? I mean, just to be fitter and stuff like that. Just feel good. Yeah. What's man. your diet like? Indulgent. You know, really indulgent and just sort of balanced. I mean, just pretty indulgent as in that I just live, you know, I'm like fully aware that if I eat shitty for five days straight, you know, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be like regretting it. So as soon as I eat shitty, I eat good, I eat cleaner. I like to cook. That helps because I cook quite clean. So How come British people have a better way of saying shit than Americans? Like what's your diet like? Indulgent. I'm like, what's indulgent mean? You know, like, it means I go for it. You know what I mean? I, I cook in butter and, and uh, I'm very basic. You know, it's just try and get, keep, eat, eat organically. I went through a whole, I dated a vegan. I know that you were, I know that you're a yeah. pescatarian now, right? Something? Pescatarian now, yeah. So I did, you know, a lot of, I, I, you know, a lot of, I was well into that whole vegan lifestyle. But I found it quite difficult for how to sustain me. I didn't feel that healthy off of it. But I, but I'm very, you know, um, you know, I care about sort of how animals are treated, reared, raised, uh, dispatched, all that stuff. I just, you know, and I feel sort of horrible at it. And I, I always think that, that the vegans, um, not the militant ones, but the kind of regular vegans, and I've, a lot of friends who are vegans, you know, have a, the moral high ground that I can't really... <laughs> I can't hang with, you know, because really we should try and avoid eating meat. Right. I think that above all else, factory farming yeah. is particularly it's, upsetting. It, you know, it's so wild. Don't you think it's now this time? It's such an incredible time because we've now seen that industrial revolution was a disaster. It used to be seen because no one ever considered uh, animals as sentient beings, you know, so just sort of right. seen as like factually, how can we feed all these people? And um, and so what happens, the Industrial Revolution has destroyed everything, is destroying everything. The rainforest still, I was reading this morning, like, what was that? I was reading 30 million trees in six years. It's just, just insane amounts right. of, it's in the Guardian newspaper today. I was reading it like, oh my God. So it really is about responsible, the responsibility of, of, of farming. And um, it's a difficult one, you know, and now you get all this thing about how uh, kale and spinach have uh, oxalates and, you know, you know, sort of defense chemicals that are really not good for us. And so when people get sort of the, they're all bloated and feel shitty. It's like that kale salad isn't good for you. Mm. So he's like, what do you eat? What are you meant to eat? I was like, used to be like my favorite vegetable. I'd be like, I'm going to have that all the time and stuff like that. And now you're finding out that it's, it's um, maybe these things aren't so good to eat. Sea moss. I, I did hear that spinach contributes to kidney stones. Yeah, right. And I did that crazy um, DNA thing where you find out what's going to happen to you the rest of your life. Of what? Yeah. Where There's you can find the, out if you're going to get Alzheimer's or everything. not. Yeah. The, whatever. The, any single ailment. Wow. Yeah. And oh, people don't want to do it because they find out they're going to say, no, I'm not going to, you know, I have the Alzheimer's gene. I have that. So I don't have the Alzheimer's gene and I don't have the diabetic gene, but I do have the gene for high kidney failure. I was like, whoa, what's up with that? My kidneys are fine. Wow. Um, but he, and the guys, the doctor's like, well, yeah, but it could just happen anytime. So I'm in the high 85 percentile for like terrible kidney stuff. So I used to love spinach. So since I found out about spinach, 
because I just read that. I was like, am I not allowed to eat spinach now? Right. So, Salt. Salt's a big one for the kidneys, right? Oh, you didn't. Really? I just said it. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> now I know it's going to be there. Salt's great, right? <laughs> well, salt's yeah. rad. It's but you flavor. Can, not table salt, but you can do other types of salt that's yeah. like lava rock salt or Himalayan salt. salt. Or, okay. I, I wonder. Okay. So, so where do you go to get this DNA test oh just uh, this 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 dr stanford this guy in fact my record produ- well guy worked uh, done a couple of records with tyler bates do you know tyler bates i don't he's the most amazing uh, composer film composer and songwriter i've done like loads of songs with him um three songs on this record i wrote with him and uh anyway he he turned me on to to this doctor and i was like some people want to don't want to do that want to find out you want to live in ignorance and i just go no i want to like i want to head this off because i could have been it could have been really bad i had a friend of mine whose uh, sister uh found out she had the alzheimer's gene it's just so she's like oh my god luckily i told this doctor that he said well so do i so send her in to me so she went in to see him and he kind of educated her doesn't you know even in the high percentile doesn't mean that you're gonna actually get it just means you have right. a high propensity. Yeah, I don't have it. the gene, and my grandpa grandpa died of early on said Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But just because I don't have the gene doesn't mean I can't get it either. Right. So, it, it, there's hey. like a nine percent chance that I can, versus if I did have the gene, I'd have like an eighty percent chance or whatever it was. Really. So, like, lost two bits of info. I didn't like. Yeah. My buddy tells me saw that. My buddy Tony Hawk told me about that test for the Alzheimer's gene and that if you have the Alzheimer's gene, you're at a considerably higher risk for developing the CTE from uh, concussions. Really? Yeah. And um, I remember chewing on that, you know, and and thinking, oh, shit, do I want to get this test? But like, what you know... You can't unhit your head. As right. I said that, to, definitely, that definitely that's difficult to unhit your head. Yeah, you t- can you can stop hitting your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Tony said that he didn't have the Alzheimer's gene, but then I called him back a while later. I said, well, "Hey, Tony, what was your plan if you did have the Alzheimer's gene?" He said, "Oh, I didn't. I don't know. You know." So it does become a a, a consideration. Do you want uh, the answer to a question? That you can't fix. That you can't, yeah. yeah. Like, but you can fix it. There's st- that, if God is omnipotent, can he make himself a breakfast that's too big to eat? Is it that kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was deep. It caught me off guard. And I don't even know what to do with it. But you know what? I've lived in my house for almost an entire decade. And I'm just thinking about how to celebrate that. You know how I celebrated moving in? I got myself squatty potty for every single toilet in the house. And for the last almost 10 years, I've taken every single dump with my feet perched on that squatty potty. Now, if you don't know about this, then this is big time important because by raising your feet when you take a dump, you simulate the position of crouching, which is how our bodies were actually intended to take a dump. We weren't supposed to sit on something. We're supposed to crouch in the woods. And our intestines and our our whole body is lined up like that so that you really have to be crouching if you want to take a perfect, healthy, and complete dump. That's why Squatty Potty is so 
crucial. And you can get 20% off your Squatty Potty if you go to squattypotty.com slash Stevo. Once again, that's squattypotty.com slash Stevo. And I can't tell you how important this is because by not pooping in the right position, you are taking on health risks, okay? And I want you to be healthy, and I want you to take full, complete dumps. So go to squattypotty.com slash Devo for 20% off your order. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> no, they, they, I, I just saw somewhere that they're starting to call Alzheimer's uh, type 3 diabetes, and it, it, it can help if you reduce your sugar right. intake. Of course, that's your, your, I think it's like that's what say, that you would You would tailor your life so that you'd know that literally you just it maybe improves your focus and, and being healthy and inspires you to to live a cleaner life you know um i don't know yeah sugar is gnarly man they, uh it's so good andrew Huberman, <laughs> yeah, andrew Huberman <laughs> said that like nicotine is bad for you to inhale but it's good for your brain to protect you from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. I don't think nicotine is bad. They, they, it's it's right. it's all of the stuff that comes with the or, tobacco, the tar, the right. you know. Yeah, the, the, nicotine the is not. So the idea you. is right is that you basically start smoking at sixty-five. You start like just French. You go straight French. You. you go to Paris. <laughs> it protects you. Yeah. I mean, there's somebody made a point that. You see old people smoking cigarettes all the time. You know, it's like it's, it, old people we're puffing like in away. Europe, or everywhere. Yeah, wherever, wherever. But you never see like really old, super obese people. Yeah. True that. Your waistline is your lifeline. Is it? I read that. The bigger your waistline, the shorter your lifespan. Wow. The shorter your, your waistband, the longer your lifespan. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, I, I, I want to switch gears. The the first song you ever wrote was Glycerine. Was the first no, song no, I wrote come, come Down. Oh, come Down. Ah, okay. Come Down. Glycerine I wrote a few weeks later because I just, that, then I got on a roll. Then I sort of like, okay, so okay, you, it's not like that. You know, I could be a busker. But how are you? Four chords. How are you worried you're not, like, when you do that and your first hits, your first thing you wrote as a hit, were you worried about being a one-hit wonder? Or when you're on a roll like that, you don't even think At about it? At that point, it? I was like, it, it, living my life like living in an apartment with five people a painting job painting houses and just thinking just let me make a fucking record already like this is embarrassing <laughs> I told everyone I'm a singer and I can't even get arrested so my only <laughs> my, my threshold was really low we used to go out to nightclubs clubs and go out and be like you know look at that guy he's got a, he's got a deal fuck he's got a deal how do you get a deal you know and then you'd see someone from a label be like oh my god there's fuck face from like you know from 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 uh, record labels just please you could change my life please change my life but they didn't change my life you know and um so i got to make 16 stone and um which is that record come down is on and then after that the um the story is that we lost the distribution so i did that record i completed it it's come down glycerine everything's in all the all the that that record and uh they took it to the label uh, that we were at Hollywood Records at the time, and they threw the record physically at the guy from my small independent label and said, not only are there no singles on this record, there's no album tracks. And we got dropped from Hollywood Records, which is cut from Disney. Which mm -hmm. is kind of a, a slap in the face, but a welcome slap in the face, because I didn't want to be in there in the first place. It's like, you know, I want right. to be cool. It's like, 
You're on Disney Records on Hollywood Records? This isn't so cool. And they chucked us off because Frank Wells, who signed us, had got killed in a helicopter crash. And that's what's weird about life is that you learn so much. I went back to work. I painted 12 dentist offices in the West End of London and Magnolia. Actually, not dissimilar to that color. Magnolia I, it's like a peachy. It's like white that you don't have to wash for 10 years. It's a very cheap uh, dentist uh, office color. And I did those song, uh, those apartment, um, there's a big offices, 10, 11 of them, I think. And in the middle of that, and I was like, well, I made the record, so I didn't have any, it wasn't a hit at all. And then they said to me, oh, K-Rock's playing your record. Everything Zen is on K-Rock. You got to come back to America. We we gonna you got to meet this company. You got to meet Ted Field, Jimmy Ivy. And I was like, what's K-Rock? And I thought I was signed. I was like so dumb and <laughs> confused. And I came to America, LA. I stayed. Stay here. We can see it. The Hilton Hotel, first hotel I've got paid to stay in. And Universal as a musician. Yeah, Universal. I made people I knew come out to see me. I'm like, I made a hotel. I got a room paid for my music. You got to come see it. It's like room at the Hilton but it's the greatest thing ever and so that's how that began and so everything Zen was a hit then Little Things was a hit then Come Down was a hit then Glycerine was a hit so um, it was like I was already by when Come Down came out I'd already had three so I was about to be a four hit wonder the guy who kicked you off the Hollywood records mm. sorry sack of shit well, in a, in a Buddhist way, I'm grateful, right? Because I then went to Ted Field, took me to uh, Interscope, and then I had the muscle of Interscope. And had I gone to, to Hollywood Records, I'd have, uh, who knows? I may, I may not have made it to this podcast. Right. I may have just been an air one, wishing I could afford the coffees. <coughs> mm -hmm. And just yeah. going like, you know. And instead, it's just, I mean, life is all about these like weird influence, confluences of things. Right. Like, I don't believe in much, but I believe in the energy universe works in a weird way to bring people together and you get that synchronicity that's sure. what i you know i'm you know the whole you know karma and god and all mm -hmm. those things people they they're not so much for me i'm sort of like on earth on my feet on the ground i feel responsible for what i should do in my actions you know yeah. and uh but I do believe that uh, you find yourself where you should be at all times, no matter how horrible those times are. I do believe that that's your destiny of where you should be. So the fact that I got dropped by a label I didn't want to be on was, was perfect. It was a bit harsh because I was like, I told everyone that I was going to be successful. And then there I was painting, but come and see me at work, you know, covered in paint at the pub, you know. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to be massive. Yeah, but hindsight's 2020, so were you really <clears throat> feeling that way when you did get dropped? Or were you like, ah, oh, fuck it, something else will come up better? Did you always to have be that honest, attitude? To be true, truthful, I was so used to failing and so used to no that I was like, oh, okay, how are we going to deal with this no? Life wasn't about, you know, when you're young and as dumb as that and just like full of energy... You just, a no just means that we've got to go around it. Okay, I've got to go around it. I didn't stop. I got no from everyone. I've signed to a label in the Valley when I was in London. So I got told no, like, every single day. Worse than no, nothing. You know, I go get demo time. You're going yeah. to do three songs, and you just wait, and then they wouldn't tell you anything. So they wouldn't say, this is why, this is what is done wrong. They just wouldn't say anything. Just get ghosted. That was the beginning of ghosting. <laughs> my first ghosting yeah. I'm pretty sure ghosting's always been a thing <laughs> you know but it's just so brutal you know especially for, now I think of it being you know early 20s you could just benefit from some 
someone at the label saying, hey, this is, these are the three things, reasons why we didn't sign you. Go work on those things. But they literally had no belief in me whatsoever. Didn't feel the need to even right. tell me the simplest of things, you know? What was your dad's definition of no? A request for further information. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm surprised you awesome. guys never, I mean, from London and Steve's from London, yeah. you guys I are know. both. I know. I feel bad. But we, we, yeah, yeah. we should. We, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're heading out there in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. With the Hackney yeah, I've Theater. Yeah, I've got a UK tour coming up. You have? Where? Yeah. Oh, wow. How's that going? It's, uh, like it, it's, 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 it's been spectacular. It's going spectacularly well. And I'm taping the, my next special <clears throat> in London at the Hackney Empire. When? What date? Uh, this July. is going to be on July 14th. Yeah. And, and I'm itching to uh, add a show on the 13th so I can have three shows to, to tape. Yeah. So um, That's awesome. How do you, like I was watching, um, I love stand-up, so I watch it all the time. And um, I watched Jerry yesterday. I want to watch the clean. One of Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. You know, it's just amazing. Just that ability. Because I mean, I love Louis C.K. Obviously, you know, Bill Burr is my total hero of all time. Um, you Jim know, Jeffries. Yeah, incredible. Um, Can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. So I love it. But I was intrigued about it. Like, so you have to do so much work to get that amount of material together and then does that sort of when you're up there must be kind of i mean i go up on stage and i but i i talk for a bit and i some nights i'm really i'm i'm on it some nights i'm just loose and you know you yeah. know say stupid stuff like you know i just hate it when people say songs are their babies it's so dumb they're not songs they're not babies they're songs you know right so you have these thoughts but as a stand-up comedian you have to have but other nights i'll be like oh, i can't be understanding just playing on the song but for you as a stand-up comedian you got to be like that flow that easy delivery you know difficult audiences i mean how do you deal with hecklers for example oh god i'm terrible with hecklers man <laughs> I'm, I'm notoriously oh. terrible with hecklers because you gotta get your shtick going on that you gotta be you know yeah jimmy carr oh my god no jimmy carr he's my favorite he is insane you know it's really insane the way that humans have been destroying the world with plastic and that is why i am so loyal to liquid death because it comes in infinitely recyclable aluminum cans and they look like beers but it's just water unless you get the liquid death tea the new teas man so awesome armless palmer grim leafer and rest in peach i mean come on and if you get the iced teas on amazon free shipping as well as a bunch of retailers in your in your area yeah man plus listeners of the wild ride podcast they get 20 percent off their first purchase of apparel at liquiddeath.com if you go to liquiddeath.com slash stevo that's liquiddeath.com slash stevo 20% off the apparel check it out this stuff is epic and man drinking water is actually really good for you too I uh been drinking a lot more water been stretching in the mornings doing everything right i feel good and i feel really good about liquid death so go to liquiddeath.com slash stevo get that apparel drink the water drink the tea feel good about yourself and save the world now let's get back to it 
I, I just... Uh, Is that your mum? Yeah. <laughs> Come back. I just feel that that heckling is, is vandalism to the show. Of course, it is. It's just it's you know, and um, I, the idea that all of these people have come out, they've spent their hard-earned money, they here they are to enjoy the show, and then you got somebody, mm-hmm. a couple people are going to vandalize it for them. It's just so disrespectful to me. And um, so, what do you say to him? It, I mean, it it, it, it depends. <laughs> it varies on it, night to night. It, it, it varies on night to night, but uh, usually it's shut the fuck up and stop being a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the supple approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. The witty. The, the, <laughs> depends what part of this yeah, you have. Very nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do musicians get hecklers, or what, what? What's a heckler for you? Somebody holding up a fucking sun. I mean, like. I mean, you kind of want people screaming at. at uh, yeah, like, like you know, no, no, there's no. I mean, the only heckling that I well, we have a different version of it. That's why I go along. You got fifteen thousand people, but why do we always? I get this one guy yawning at the front. I'm like, God, <laughs> fuck, and then, <laughs> then I'm mad at him. <laughs> you know, someone's not enjoying it. Right. It's so stupid because you've got like 14,999 people that are losing their minds. You've got one fuckhead in the front who's like wishing the, the next band comes on. You're like, we're all friends and, and we're good. They're not on stage right now. Let it go. You know? And right. so that I always find of, um, I had it the other day going in the crowd. I love going in the crowd. I love that. People just don't expect it. And I've all, every show I say, I'm not going to do it. I've been doing it forever. It's bullshit. Don't make it a shtick in your life. Every night, boom, let's go out. It's fucking great. And to go out. And the other night, there was when like... When you say go out in the crowd, do you mean go like... Go to the back of the arena. Go into the crowd. Like, I mean, like, all like the way, crowd jump surfing? Off. Well, yeah, I can jump off the stage, go through the crowd, go to the side, go around, go up the rafters, all the way. I love that. I, I mean, how do people not just they assault lose. you? Because they're just losing their shit. They're having so much... They love it. They know because they because it's like... For that moment, I am part of their wildest fantasy of the night you know what i mean so nobody's trying to hit you in the nuts or something like some no, they, I, I do get grabbed and a couple of times grabbed and nuts i'm like not now this is not you know what i mean i'm sweating i'm say there's not there's not a fair representation of who i am right. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's cold some, yeah. someone will always come away with a shoe yeah <laughs> right yeah but so i like going to do that and the other night there was someone who was like you know because we we played with um you know we were out with alice in chains and so maybe they're not maybe want to see alice in chains more than they want to see bush you know but i just love going to the crowd and I'm fucking singing right I'm like that and it's just like because you just break people's uh you know frosty and like and they get into it mostly 99 percent of people just are just so excited and trying to get me and doing pictures and doing all that and grabbing and pulling and yeah. and and it's chaos but it's not aggressive like it's not hate breed or uh you know right. there's bears it's not like i don't hate those mosh pits the big circles they're running in bashing each other real hardcore uh bands getting that i just i'm always like this is like the dumbest why are you going to come out and like wrestle with each other just, right. what's <laughs> up with that <laughs> psychologically it doesn't make sense to me but um so and i don't like people who don't want to be involved in that getting like beaten up because it's, that also sucks like right. you know what i mean that's that's real vandalism you know you're watching a show and you got people smacking into you and there's always that happens and there's fights break out and um uh, but 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 generally i just love doing it because 
it just, I, I don't know what it's like for you as a performer, but I'm always looking at ways to be as wild and as brilliant as possible and dynamic so it's from being from lying down on the floor you know on the stage like a dead body to being at the back of the arena sort of like that singing with someone and everything in between because it's your responsibility to be as entertaining as possible from the minute you're on to the minute you're off or else what are you doing that's, right. the, that's your job yeah so i just try and be as dynamic as possible and jumping off the stage and going into the crowd is just always a sure way and it just the whole atmosphere the whole place loses their mind because you just create chaos but i don't it's not aggressive chaos it's sort of it's 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 just celebratory and sort of tribal yeah. it's tribal everyone's just wants a part of that moment and it's just it's beautiful yeah. my favorite question to ask band and musician is when you guys were traveling international did you have a favorite place that you smuggled drugs like where would bush put their drugs when they go f flying from place to place oh um that would be um i once had an incredible guitar tech it was very very considerate um but generally it's just all about it's well nowadays you sort of Whatever like weed's legal now. Weed's yeah. Before before that, it was just all about you know, um, inside you know the sort of like a, the fake jars of coffee or the peanut you know that and the peanut butter on top and mm -hmm. just all the things you would do to try and uh, to 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 hide. <laughs> but you know, the other good news of being bands is that there's always people around. That have it's it. not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that thing you know, going to Canada and you have to like, you like, you have this weed. You'd be like, see ya. You let go of it. You're going to Canada and somebody like, hey, I get some weed. Like, it's like, oh, okay. But it's right. uh, Vinny's favorite place to put drugs. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. The old prison What's your pocket? The good old prison, oh, the prison pocket. pocket. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Swallow the condom. Oh, you're you're familiar with the prison swallow. pocket? Yeah. The swallow, just insert. Yeah. yeah. He when he before he went to jail. He, he didn't to go to jail for it. Yeah, oh, I didn't go jail, to jail oh. for it. I went to. I was going to jail, and I had a really bad heroin habit at the time. Oh, so when I turned I myself like this in, guy. <laughs> cool. when I turned myself in, I put a lot of stuff up my butt. So. Really, like, but did you like? I put a lot of because stuff would up you my be butt. super considerate? Like, okay, so I'm gonna be here for what? How how long are you inside? For? Like six months. Oh shit! Yeah, but I, I brought. Do you, find, do you think six months up there? Damn. No, it's no, like no, no. I went through all my shit really soon wow but like i i had enough to last me like a week or two you know but i, I knew i was eventually going to be sick so i just and you didn't get more inside no no not really and you did cold turkey inside uh pretty much i i like tried to get on the methadone program there but it was like the waiting list and trying to talk to a doctor is insane and really yeah i was addicted <laughs> to xanax Oh, yeah, I, I brought like a lot of Xanax four, up four, there, too. Four years or something like that. When yeah. I was just working a lot uh, internationally, I was traveling, and I was like, oh, look, if I take this, Airplanes I'm going to go to sleep. So I'm going to go to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I got into this, this habit, and then suddenly before I knew it, I was in like three, four years, I just couldn't even think of sleeping without uh, Xanax. And um, so I then decided I should stop. And I so I just stopped. And Oof. I did two weeks where every night, I was like, it's like I'd been in a shower mm -hmm. and then I got into bed, you know, like as, or as wet as I could be in the lying bed and I had to sweats for two weeks and people told me afterwards it's super dangerous. Yeah, yeah I didn't try benzos and alcohol are I like didn't, the um, most dangerous. I just dangerous. stopped. 
dead. Yeah. Oh, so you know. Yeah. Do you get dizzy when you quit Xanax, or is it just what was the withdrawal? I was like? lying awake at night, like, oh fuck. My, I just, I knew that my, I really kind of crossed the line of my fun uh, times out. You know, weed and sort of fun yeah. drugs, but you know, smack. You know, where I grew up, sort of, this, this, you know what I mean? There's like, there's party side and there's naughty you. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like there's a whole different endeavor. It's a different pastime yeah. because you know. I was always so ambitious. It was like I couldn't. Everyone, all of my friends who did heroin, just that's what they did. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to be in a band. So they wanted to be stoned and in a band, you know, or do the band thing and mm. then be wasted at the end of it. So I was always had this focus. And uh, but it was pretty scary that um, that I just was like, wow, what have you done to your body? That for two weeks, straight up, fourteen days, no, not much sleep and just pure sweating and you know. Then I was down to one sixty one, which is small mm -hmm. for me, you know, because I'm like heavier than that, eighty five or one ninety. So that was pretty hardcore. Uh, and of course, they any doctor given to you, so there was no need to smuggle those. The things that yeah. were worse for me my whole life, uh, I was just getting them from regular doctors. What yeah. years were, were, were? How old were you during that time? I was about three weeks ago. Not long ago, six years ago. Yeah, like six that. years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you've been through a tricky to... time in my life. You've been able to to not do Xanax since then. You know, I had a most amazing moment. Um, on and I, I it, it's a willful name drop because it's fun for the program. But I had an incredible moment. Uh, Mastodon is one of my favorite bands. Okay, right? I love that band. And we were playing uh, Rock M Ring last year, and there's there's Fever Three Three Three, Deftones, uh, Bush, Mastodon. We're all on the same stage, um, actually at the same time because I was the day after uh, Mastodon. But I went to watch them because I was a huge fan of it. And Brent. Uh, so whatever and I, and I didn't know they're so heavy that I didn't know if they'd like I don't know you know some of you see heavy bands you're like are they going to be friendly they're going to be like what's it going to be like super and friendly we huh? had a friend we had a mutual friend we'd done um, uh, Rascal Linux done a record with him so I was always like oh the folklore of Mastodon and uh, they were super friendly and I went over to them and um, we took pictures with them and I just met Brent really quickly and I was like He's asked me how I was doing. I'd been having trouble with my voice and I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, when I'm in Europe, fuck it, I'm just going to take these Xanax and I'm just going to fucking go back to my Xanax. I had my little pill bottle with me and I was like, I was gonna, this is, I'll, I'll stop in a, in a month when I finish the tour. I just got to get to this tour, my voice. So I was telling all myself the reasons why I should take the Xanax. Because, you know, because the first couple of days you're super jet lagged and, you know, you're playing shows and you feel shit. And I said to him, I'm doing all right. And I rattled this thing in my pocket. But I said, but I think that I, I shouldn't probably do it, right? I, I think I'm going to go back on this train. And he goes, now, he goes, don't. Yeah, he goes. Well, how did you get from meeting not, him? Well, no, how did you get from not taking Xanax to having them in your pocket? Oh, because <laughs> because, because, because I'd, I'd, I'd flown over with them. So the one time I will take them is on a transatlantic flight. Oh, I'll gotcha, pop one okay. just to sleep the night. And then I was like, that's it. And then you get there. And, and then I thought, so I had him on me and I was, had a few rough days. And I was like, <coughs> should I or shouldn't I? And I, it, again, this whole thing about this, this um, uh, synchronicity and comp, you know, meeting people. I met him and I said to him, yeah, I'm feeling my voice. I don't feel good in my voice. And I don't feel very healthy. And I'm being an idiot. But I really might think I might just spend a month, you know, doing shows and, and eating Xanax so I can get through this. And he then went on to tell me about the 
his journey with it, how he's addicted to it for way longer, of course, you know, way heavier than me, way longer than me on Xanax. And he was telling me about how actually um, it makes you, you know, everything, your, everything goes to, everything slows down to the point of close to death. Everything slows down, all your organs, everything completely that's what it is it, everything slows down Xanax does yeah. it yeah he's the benzos that's what they do <clears throat> so I was like I just hugged him you know what I mean we just I hugged him and I was like you just saved me because your wisdom and insight uh, experience just made me not do that so I kept the pills obviously <laughs> <laughs> not that. I'm not an idiot yeah. I'm not an idiot or an angel but I didn't take him. <laughs> that's great you ever tour with uh, Smashing Pumpkins I've done a few shows with them and we should tour more uh, Billy is uh, is um, is amazing and they have a new record out and we we did a few shows with them in Portugal a couple of festivals we fit so well together but he we we haven't yeah, he just did Jane's Addiction now. I think it was the Interpol, and uh, he should. We should tour together. It'd be such a great complimentary band. Bands they really work well together. So maybe we'll see. Yeah, Jane's Addiction, man. Yeah. Did you ever tour Sublime in the nineties? No, but I did so many shows around, you know, festivals and stuff with them. And there was talk. They they contacted me recently about touring with Sublime and Rome um, a little while ago because we had the same tour manager, but that never came about. Yeah. How are they doing? Do you like them? I like them. I'm fascinated with them in the 90s, though. Right. I really dug the shit out of them. Right, 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 right. When you have a, uh, a, a hit like Glycerin, and you said that it was uh, uh, about a girl named Susie. I think you said that on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, you yeah. had a girlfriend that you wrote the song about, right? Whatever her name was. Maybe. <laughs> I was dying to ask this question. <laughs> but 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 well, my question might be different than yours. But there is a Susie, but I'm not sure if the song that song is about. I, I, I don't know. Whoever the song was about. <laughs> yeah. When that person finds out that there's a hit song about them, like, are they, like, dude, what the fuck? Or like, give me some money at least? Or like, what's the protocol there? Because. I'm sure you weren't expecting that song to just go ape shit. It's a, a tr true story about some girl where she's probably like, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is that lots of for lots of songs for me, um, they can be sort of patchwork of people and oh. what people made you feel in that situation. The idea, I'm not very, I don't follow that sort of Springsteen storyline faithful to the narrator faithful to the i'm like the ginsburg school of chaos and firework words and firework ideas and songs to be as fragmented as we are in the day as this conversation is do you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. i just can't imagine you know just bashing home one point one person one situation and so i'm i'm always i just look for the best line and it, it so therefore some songs can be kind of amount you know kind of composites of different situations and so yeah that was Susie but um there's also like my first girlfriend you know just they destroy you you know yeah girls destroy you you know so, so like I could just I could just I've got like a drawer full of issues with all the girls I've ever dated <laughs> just what they've done to me like oh that'll fit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're in love addict fucker yeah you and me both well, think, you know, love yeah. addiction makes for great songwriting. I believe in, I believe in, in, in love. And, um, I just, re uh, listening to an amazing lecture, uh, by Alan de Botton, uh, reasons why you will marry the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just genius. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's heavy. Yeah. 
So yeah. we were operating on the assumption that glycerin it was about a girl named Susie. Maybe mm. not just one girl, but right. but maybe uh, Susie's. Yeah, yeah. A bunch all of girls. Susie's in general. And, and then we understand that glycerin is actually like a some kind of an explosive. explosive yeah. Mm. So we were <laughs> we wanted to ask <laughs> is the song about Susie just having bomb ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, no, sex was good. <laughs> uh, no, let me think about that. No, because the crazier they are, the better the sex tends to be. Yeah, the crazy hot matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pussy was bomb. <laughs> Imagine how big the song would have been if I had told everyone that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would have related. I could have had that private jet after all. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that doesn't even <laughs> way to ask them. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and so I'm interested. The uh, that's just kind of fifteen thousand. That that that's an an arena. Mm-hmm. So so Bush is an arena act, an arena act in the '90s. Has it just been 15,000? No, not at all. No, no, no. And there's many times we like, we'll go somewhere and it's 5,000 or 3,000. And just so, no, it's it's a range of it all. Um, But we've been on a a roll um, since, for a couple of years, a couple of records since the pandemic. Uh, We brought out The Kingdom. We had a record called The Kingdom, um, which was did really good, even though it was in in the pandemic. Um, And then we followed up with The Art of Survival. And I went super heavy, you know, because I think at this point in my career, you're expected to sort of not phone in records, but just do records that don't really matter as much as we did when you were vital. And I just hate that idea. I just think that we get wiser as we get older. We should get better at our crafts that we do. And so um, I just I like to debunk that idea and try to write the best songs um, that I've ever done. I mean, I you know, I'm proud of, of you know, there's a few turkeys here and there over the years and a few approaches to sounds that I think didn't work. But we just always try to make rock interesting. I've, I've been around so long and, and so long when people are like, rock is dead. It's like, yeah, it is until you play 60,000 people in Ohio at incarceration. You know, like we're going to go do. So it's, there's a real disconnect. It's not part of the mainstream culture in the way hip hop is and pop is, you know, and it, I wish it was, you know, I wish it had that audience, but I, it, it's just going to take a number of bands making the right records. And there's some young bands making some great records that I hope give people the kind of confidence to fall in love again with rock, but also it is counterculture, right? I mean, like, I don't want to be, I grew up loving like punk. And so punk bands were never arena bands. Right. No punk bands in arena mm-hmm. band. What, uh, what, what kind of punk bands were Oh, well, I was lucky enough to sort of, you know, it's like the the original English punk bands, you know, from X-Ray Specs, Zillow's, uh, you know, Crash, Clash, um, the Clash, Sex Pistols, on into Public Image, on into Gang of Four. We were spoiled, you know, we are spoiled with all those, all that <clears> legacy. <throat> so that's why I don't really, the new pop punk for me is not as fun for me, but I have a... 16 year old kid 15 year old kid he loves it you know loves mm-hmm. that sound it's because it's for him you know i'm always like do you want to hear the sex pistols nice you know? who are you listening to oh man daglo abortions 
Dayglow Abortions, I really did enjoy. Dayglow Abortions. Yeah, they're they're this great band from British Columbia. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, SNFU. Um, of course, Misfits. Right. Sam Hain. Um, so this is the American scene. You know, what about Black Flag? Black Flag, big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, lo- I loved all that. What were you listening? I, I, I liked the Sex Pistols too. What were you listening to when you were living in the UK? Um, I mean, which time? You know, like in high um, school. In high school, God, I went through a range, man. The I, I was at beginning of high school. It was all about the Misfits, Seven Seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, then then I and then I got into like the the straight edge hardcore, like all the New York hardcore bands, Gorilla Biscuits, Fugazi, Fugazi, Minor Threat, Youth of Today, um, and then all of a sudden I just turned into a pothead and it was all the Grateful Dead and <laughs> so the like Motley Crue was your first time in London yeah mm. love Motley Twisted Crue. Sister yep that was my first concert was <laughs> Twisted you... Sister at Hammersmith Odeon really yeah he was scary wasn't he D. Schneider mm-hmm. but yeah we didn't I mean I love Tommy I, we, I didn't grow up with I know this great resurgence with uh, Motley Crue <laughs> man they're, they're big now there he's the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. It's insane. He deserves it. He's a great rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're, they're out in, in uh, Europe right now. Yeah, I follow Tommy. So I see, you know, he's it's incredible. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, so you got a, a Bush tour like ha- happening? Is Yeah, well, we, I think we have six weeks off now. Um, I'm actually going to England next week. Um, see my family and stuff and uh, um, take my boys and then we're doing we're doing weekend warrior stuff which is really what I want to do every summer for the past well, so many summers I'm always away and um, this time we're home but we're playing every weekend all these festivals nice yeah. so you just fly fly dates no bus just all fly dates flying up and then you park up you, have, you just plug in and play for an hour and like you know against all the other bands and you do you know what I mean? Say hello to some people, try to blow everyone off stage and just like go about your business and get on a plane and go to the next one and then come home. It's like three, you work three days a week. It's yeah. Cool. So, like, uh, Donington, is that one of them? Yeah, I played that last year. Yeah. It's great. Mm hmm. Yeah, dude. Um, so, so, do we have <laughs> tour dates to promote? And, and, uh, um, yeah, yeah, there's loads. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's and, tour and, dates. and where do we send people to? To uh, Bush official or bush bush on online uh, uh instagram is easy the bush or under my name and that's it or bush official online and it's I, all there all that information they're promoting the album <clears throat> yeah gonna hold that album up do you have a preferred way that you like people to stream your album doesn't matter entire in, in its entirety <laughs> the whole damn thing yeah that's good answer that, 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 yeah that's good but, but spotify um apple apple did you see that, that that meme that's going around? Not me, but what do you call it? A little clip about a guy in England. He's so English, as you've got that English blood in you. Um, and he goes, um, he goes, do you want you any food yet? He goes, what are the choices? She goes, yes or fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. My favorite one was when the stewardess asked the guy if he wanted headphones. And he's like, how'd you know my name was Phones? <laughs> <laughs> he got laid. On a British flight, Airways flight. On a British Airways flight. On the way to the UK. From LA to London. Mm-hmm. In the seat. 
and and uh, and and it absolutely context. What what go on? He he never met this. We sat next to each other, and we were having sex within two hours. And she was smoking. She, she was on the plane. So awesome. Why do you wait so long to tell the story? We've been here for hours. We've been here for hours. I know. He's a mile well, well, how, how do you? What, I don't know. How did that happen? What do you mean? You so you sit down. What we through it? You're drinking, obviously. No. no. You weren't drinking. No. Well, okay. What are you? Some kind of magician? What do you? No, what I don't do you know. Say? We, we got along really well. Mm-hmm. This woman was gorgeous too. She's really hot. And then she started giving me a blowjob under the blanket. Well, you've gone way too quick. Yeah, well, I know. How do you well, get to that, the blowjob? That's where you just went way through the two hours. Way too quick. How, it was probably less than two hours, to be honest. Yeah. It was like, uh, well, I came... <laughs> I didn't, well, now you've gone too far. Go back <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the beginning. I get on the flight. Yeah. And Steve's like, yo, dude, you're in my seat. So I was like, all right, fuck, sorry. And I went and got in my seat. And, and then, then this super hot chick shows up. This is like Venezuelan... Next to him, and I'm like... <laughs> so me and her like got along really well and then it was just one of those silly things where like we were talking nonstop and just kind of like got into it pretty quickly and then she, I was like I was like oh it's crazy like we're in the air it's like a pretty smooth flight and she's like we're not in the air yet I'm like yeah we're 100% in the air and she was like I'll bet you anything that we're not in the air and I was like if we're in the air you got to give me a kiss and she was like deal and she looked out the window and we were in the air and then we started just hooking up that is, look at that. Like, that uh, was the line I was waiting for. That was he went for it. Because it could have gone either way, that line, you know? Yeah. She would... You, I, right? I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, you never know. But she was pretty unbelievable. And then we met back up in London. I think she lived in... Um, where, I don't even know where the nice part of London is. Chelsea, Knightsbridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chelsea. Right, yeah. There you go. And then... Uh, hate Chelsea. It was unbelievable. Well, yeah, I'm North London. So fucking hate Chelsea. South London. Yeah. Were you South London? Um, I uh, Wimbledon. I, I was North London. Uh, oh. okay. Where's Mike Tyndall? Uh, yeah, I feel like he's out in the country, man. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. All right, dude. Well, we uh, are, are again. We're we're sending people to listen to the new Bush album. Sweet, it's called thank the you. The Art of Survival. Mm-hmm. It's um, a universal. This is my most universal title. You know what I mean? I think everyone goes through so much all the time the challenges of daily modern life and so yeah and we're, we're very intrigued by the uh the clothing right the, the sea of sound yeah it's sea it's, of sound mm. dot design. design yeah that's the website and then sea of sound online and it's yeah it's easy to is find is this shirt a sea of sound shirt? it's not i should have worn my shit but i didn't uh, we should send you stuff we'll, we'll send you yeah, stuff. yeah i'll go on later today and order some that. for us for sure no, and we'll send you some stuff too Cool. Yeah, we, really we great. Got, uh, it's pretty dates. cool. You really like it. It's of course. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've uh, got this bright, rad thing called the Nutrition Facts, and so I did this uh, basically a guide to humanity. I took it from. I'm obsessed with food and cooking and eating and all that stuff. So, I did a nutrition guide for basically a nutri- guide to humanity, and that's on the back. It's nice. It's got. It's a nice thing to it. It's a nice. It gives it context. It's a little bit more than just. It is just clothes, but it's nice to clothes with a context and sort of a sort Great. of a mindset. Yeah, order some for a bunch of us today. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Let's do it. All right, my man. Dude, thank, thank you so you, much. Dude, thank you, Gavin. Dude. Appreciate, it's been, uh, appreciate that. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure meeting you. Appreciate that. All right. Did you fall in love with that guy or what? I mean, come on. I just think he's great. And I think you're great. My beautiful street team. 
what can I tell you guys? I mean, <sighs> going to the UK, coming up real soon, and uh, we, uh, you know, we got these new skateboards that we made, and it's an image on the board, the graphic is of me falling through the sky, blowing a load everywhere. It's a skyjacking skateboard. And I'm really, really wondering if uh, if that's going to be uh, popular. Like, how many people want, like, a like a skateboard hanging on their wall that's a guy just coming everywhere? I mean, we're going to find out. <laughs> if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.